is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, London is Blue podcast. All right, welcome back, Chelsea fans, to another special episode of the London is Blue podcast. I, of course, am Nick. Uh, Brandon, Dan, off doing other stuff uh, as we speak for the pod this week, but uh, really excited to have a pod special to talk to uh, a couple of really special friends who run Autistic FC. Um, I think as you guys have have seen over the last uh, few years, we we like to do these pod specials when we can and help bring awareness and uh, use our, our platform to uh, grow the game, and this is another way that we can uh, that we can do that. And so we're going to introduce a couple of our special friends here in a second to uh, to talk all about Autistic FC and the and the great work that they're doing. I think just to tee this one off, uh, a couple of quick notes and highlights. Of course, a lot of people know that we will be on the Chelsea Summer Tour as they're coming to Vegas, Charlotte, and Orlando in a in a couple of weeks. Uh, we have now put out Eventbrites, so if you want to come see us do live shows with some of our famous journalist friends, you can do that. If you want to come to a pool party in Vegas, you can also do that. If you uh, just want to go to the pub and have a drink, but you can do that too. That's a lot of fun too. Um, so if you're thinking about going and haven't quite committed and just want to come hang out, just know that we'll be around for, for basically a whole week uh, full, full of Chelsea. So. Uh, please let us know. Look for the event by Eventbrite invitations via our social, and uh, and that's kind of the best way to let us know where you'll be and when. Uh, we also have started uh, a new shirt on our on our Shopify store. Uh, our Chaos and Trophy shirt is live, so if you're interested in one of those uh, ahead of the new season starting on August 6th, go ahead and grab one of those. Um, we, of course, are donating proceeds, uh, as we always do, uh, to Common Goal from that uh, from that episode, So, um, or from those sales, I should say. For this episode, we are going to donate a portion of our ad sales to Autistic FC. That's fun. We're going to do that. So Whoa. that's right. Whoa, indeed. Um, so I'm going to introduce my friends here who are going to talk all about Autistic FC. Dan and Charlie, how are you guys doing today? Hey, Nick. How you going, buddy? Thanks for having us. Of course, of course. Uh, would love just a quick intro for, from both of you. Um, and it, it is noted, um, unlike Dan, that Charlie is wearing a Chelsea shirt, which makes me very happy uh, as a supporter. Um, <laughs> come on, Chelsea. Come on, Chelsea, indeed. Uh, all right. So, Dan, uh, why don't you start with a bit of an intro and then we'll pass the ball to Charlie. Yeah, definitely. Well, my name's Dan. I'm Charlie's dad who came up with the idea for, for Autistic FC. We've been running for three years now. This is our third year. You know, we've got 30 plus kids on a Sunday, all uh, with additional needs, just loving, wanting to play football. And we just love doing it, don't we? Yeah, we just, it's just the way you want to thrive and the kids just enjoy it so much. And all around England, just other clubs just don't want it. But we just accept anyone of any kind and that's what we're trying to achieve here yeah that's right so so yeah i'm sort of head coach manager and uh try and put together the training sessions and things like that for for the guys and just keep it running and keep everyone motivated really but the main man really of this piece is sitting next to me and that's you yep so what's your name um my name is charlie and i actually thought of this idea in the back garden um three (laughs) years ago um and I just thought, because I am autistic, why not make a team around people like me that have struggled through their life and just want to 
enjoy and have fun on a football pitch. Yeah, exactly. And it was the maddest afternoon because Charlie just stopped one day and he's sitting on the bench in our garden and it was a blisteringly hot day. I'll never forget it. And he just turned to me and went, should we set up a team for autistic kids? I nearly fell off the chair because I thought, what a profound thing to say (laughs) for a nine-year-old. And I just thought, yes, let's do it. And I grabbed my wife. I said, Jane, we've just had a great idea. Well, Charlie's had a great idea. We're going to set up a team for autistic kids. Same thing, shocked face. How do we do it? Where should we start? And we started off really small. Um, Just with, I mean, day one was crazy. I just thought, what? Yeah, it was throwing it down with rain, as it (laughs) always is in, in the UK. And part of me just thought, this is bananas. We had about 20 kids, didn't yeah. we? We didn't know anyone. And we and then we just went from there, really. And we've, we got a core group of kids coming. And we've just grown exponentially yeah. ever since, haven't we, really? And it just says that, it just says, like, Rome wasn't built in a day. You just, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you just got to, if you want to start something, you've got to work hard for it. And you've just got to build it around it. And in one day, maybe it could be one of the most successful things in the world. Exactly. You never know. Exactly. So well, that's AFC. That man, yeah, it's it's an incredible thing because I think, especially over the last like ten or fifteen years, um, the profile of um, of autism within society has grown, right? And uh, yeah. I think a lot of the stigmas attached to it have started to fade with more mes- medical research and. Uh, grant programs that are uh, learning more about autism and the fact that you guys just up and started something uh, like this um, to be more inclusive and to help other kids who are who are going through a kind of a similar life stage uh, as Charlie's is incredible. Um, I guess beyond the idea, like, like let's talk about the the beginnings of this, right? Like Charlie, you're a Chelsea fan, which means in my book, you're a good person. Um, and, <laughs> and, you. Uh, and look, I, I guess as you're watching Chelsea, did, did this idea come to your head through your, your playing, uh, like playing football through your community? Did it come through watching Chelsea? Did it just come as, uh, you know, uh, a profound thought that you had in your head one day? Like how, how did your uh, love of football translate into this idea? So I've, I've actually only loved football for like three or four years because like I changed subjects when I was like, so when I was one, I liked cartoons and then I was like <laughs> five. <laughs> yeah, Thomas the Tank. And then I like, and then I like superheroes and then I love sport. I love basketball. Then I love football. And then literally like four months into when I was loving football, I was like, if I'm autistic, why can't I make other people feel like me because I actually um, tried to go for a football team, but they basically did nothing to help me. So that that made me feel really sad. Then I thought, why not make a team for autistic kids that can't make into other football teams and just let them feel like they're part of an amazing idea that was just popped into my head. Yeah. And, and just, just to quantify that, so what a lot of autistic kids will go through as they're growing up is they'll have they'll have these sort of phases, really intense phases of um, of loving something. And, and usually it starts off with Thomas. Then it will be superheroes. We found this a lot with a lot of the kids at, at the thing at the club, uh, superheroes. And then a lot of them gravitate either to computer games or sport. 
And, and we've got the, a lot of the kids that love, a bit of both actually, but uh, really love sport. And that's where Charlie's passion came from because he, he ended up watching the game, loving Chelsea, watching Chelsea all the time. We watch all the Chelsea matches. Yeah. We? And then just thought he wants a piece of that. So his dream now, what is your big dream now from, from what you come from? My dream is to make the world see that autistic kids are just as special as people that are, like, say say an autistic kid is as talented as Ronaldo. That doesn't make any... Him having autism doesn't make any difference about who he is. Correct. And we and that's a, that's a key thing, Charlie. That's a really good point. Because the difference with AFC compared to a lot of other clubs is we embrace autism. We love it. We get into their minds and, and onto their level and talk to them how they talk with their powers and things like that. And just the biggest key word is understanding. So we, we understand these kids. Let's talk about that. Uh, there are clearly some differences in the way that you would organize and structure your team than some of the other teams that, that Charlie tried out for, right? So when you talk about the communication and, and how to best cater a program to meet the needs uh, of the of the players on your, on your team, just give our, our listeners a sense of what that looks like, because there, there are probably some who are not as familiar with autism and, and how... Uh, learning programs uh, should be established in, in a way that would make sense? Yeah, that's a really cool question. So what we would tend to do, without even thinking about it now, because Charlie has, has taught us so well, when all the kids run onto the pitch, for example, I'll drop to my knees straight away and, and go eye level straight mm. away so they can see, see my eyes and see what I'm thinking or saying, and they can believe that. So you get on their level straight away, which which is is really powerful. Another thing we would do is we would put our hand on their chest as well as a bit of a touch point to say, everything's going to be all right. Listen to what I'm saying, follow my instructions. And it sort of centers, centers the kids, which is really useful. But what's the biggest thing, Charlie, you would say structure. Yeah. Structure is the biggest thing I feel like we can use for autistic kids. Yeah. So you, you need to know what's two, three or four steps ahead. So there's no surprises. Whenever you get a surprise, Charlie's Charlie's brain goes, well, I didn't didn't know I was doing that. So actually, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so so a real key thing to that is, is getting these kids structured. So morning, how are you? The first thing we're going to do, guys, is we're going to go and stand on that line. And lots of pointing verbal cues. And we use a lot of Makaton as well. Um, I don't know, UK, UK listeners will probably have heard of Mr. Tumble. We love him. Um, <laughs> and he does a lot of Makaton. And that's how we we work with a lot of our kids because it's it's not sign language, it's a movement with your hand or, or hands to convey a word, a couple of words or a sentence. So we've, we're very visual, and we're not we don't have any loud noises at the club. So like we don't have any whistles because that's a, a real sensory issue for a lot of the kids. We don't have much shouting. Um, so they're the real key differences, really. Can you think of any more? We can, like, we set it up differently. So, like, say if on an actual team, they do have to, like, do this, like, touch, 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 touch. On our team, we just, like, run up and down the pitch, and then we put grown-ups in, and they can run up and down the pitch. So we just make it a bit more simpler. And, and then, repetitive. And, yeah, repetitive. We don't want to make it competitive, because if we make it competitive, it just doesn't work, because if, what if there's a five-year-old trying to score against me that'll just and 
mate and other kids are like, oh my God, what are you doing? That will probably be hard for him. So we're trying mm. to stop that and make a difference from it. Yeah. And because a lot of these kids, their memory is insane. Like, I'll tell you a funny story about Charlie later, but so these kids like repetition. The more repetition you get, the more they're going to remember that and go, right, I'm at football. I need a ball. So we're going to be running now. Perfect. I know what you mean, Dan. Perfect. Let's go. So, yeah. So they're the sort of key key points with, with our, our sessions. And so you guys have crafted a autism-specific football club and program that will allow kids of of all stripes, right? And, and there are different forms of autism. There are different levels of, of which a kid is autistic. And, and there's a, a spectrum uh, of, of differences there. But you guys have developed a program that suits a variety of, of different types, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and Charlie will say as well, we have, we've got children that are verbal, non-verbal, non-communicative, so we have to, you know, there's a couple of the kids that don't speak or, or struggle to communicate. And that's where we've got to get down with them, talk softly, mm-hmm. go through a few things, touch their chest and, and just make them feel welcome. And in their world is a real key bit. bit. So, yeah, yeah, that's what we do differently. But But we do take on all kinds of kids. You know, we've got a couple of neurotypical kids as well who are not autistic. Because we're an inclusive club, so if they want to bring a, a mate of theirs, we're not going to say, "Hey, you're you're not autistic." Off you go. We'll welcome everyone, won't we? Yeah, we will welcome anyone. We will welcome people with autism, ADHD, people with dyslex, who's dyslex, dyslexic. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. that there's like a there's um this boy called Sam at our club, and he can't and he he um I can't what's the word. It's like he can't. He's hearing impaired, he's, isn't he? Yeah, he's hearing impaired. But he's one of the most talented and so kind footballers I have ever seen. Yeah. And so he, I'm sorry to say, but he did used to play for Tottenham. Oof. Wow. Well, <laughs> he's, in a better, he's in a better. He's in a better place now, for sure. Um, <laughs> look, uh, look, uh, all all of that, all of that jokey aside. I, I mean, I think this is something really interesting and cool. And as we think of you know, how we as a society are, are trying to be more inclusive, right? Uh, across a lot of different touch points. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of those being, uh, you know, recent narratives that we're all dealing with. This is something through sport, you know, the, the long legacy of sport, helping to change the lives of people who may not have a normal avenue through life is, is long, right? I mean, this is yeah. a, a huge opportunity. Um, Let's talk about really quick, like what what your goals are with the program. I mean, this this is a program that you guys have developed. I mean, this you tell us where you are now, and tell us where you might want to go in the future. I'm not going to time bucket you or anything like that. So, you guys okay. are about to do okay, your cool. first Can I start, Charlie. Yeah. First friendly, so right? We've got our first friendly coming up, which Woo. is the first match in competitive in history of AFC. Uh, so we, we, we've got a, we were contacted in the week from another club up the road. And so the kids are going to play in a little stadium up the road called Billericay Town Football Club. Cool. It, the place looks like a carpet. Like most of the coaches are excited about it as well. <laughs> and so we've got our first game, first game coming up, <laughs> which is massive. Like, we cannot believe it really, can we? No, we I when I first heard it, I was like, Are you joking with me? <laughs> yeah. And then and then I heard he's being serious. I was like, Yes, my dream's coming true. Come on. 
And that was one of Charlie's dreams is to play a match. So we're doing that. But I think going, going past that, you know, we, we're having conversations with the with the Essex FA as well, who are really interested in our programme, what we're doing to help develop a league. You know, that's what we want. That's our initial dream for what, a year? Yeah, it's probably been like it's been my dream since I started Autistic FC, like way before actually. Yeah. I've been I was I was having dreams of having like my me when I was like 21 years old, just playing with autistic kids and in the Premier League and just winning and winning and winning <laughs> games. Winning the league. <laughs> the next, literally I had that dream and then the next day I said I said the thing that I said to Dan. And then I told him, my dream is to make this team successful and make it into a league and show the world that autism is no, autistic talent is no different from um, people like neurotypical people. Neurotypical people yeah, yeah, yeah. with amazing talent. Yeah. So I just thought, I want to tell everyone that is, there is no difference between them. Yeah, exactly. And I think ultimately, Nick, I, what, what I would like personally is to be able to get a program together that, that we can turn into a business. That's what I want. So the kids that are coming through stay with us into their late teens. Then we have spots open for them, whether it be in an office or whatever, be my PA, Charlie, maybe. Yes. Um, you know, something like that, where they've got a ready-made job for them to walk into something that they're passionate about. That's 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 the, a big dream of mine. But Charlie wants us to get into the Prem. Yes. Well, that that there's yes. a business in there too. Um, a yeah. big so business in there. Chelsea, we're just going to make a swap deal, and then we'll just go we'll train there. Yeah, we'll, we'll train at their place. We'll go straight. We'll play at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, yeah. There you get go. all the Chelsea fans to support us again. <laughs> so, I mean, that actually the job development uh, piece is is really interesting when you think about the future process yeah. of this, right? Can you, can you maybe speak to some of the challenges autistic people face when entering the workforce or something like that and why job development within a certain um, field is is important to to not only the future of autistic FC but just for the the players and teammates that uh, Charlie has within the program yeah yeah no definitely that's a great question I think in the in the workforce you know you're gonna get children that are sort of at a similar stage to Charlie walking talking functioning doing doing all the stuff that everyone else is doing but there's a there's a, a bit of a, a crossover with social side of things so you know you might it's just not being not being understood really nick that's that's yeah, the biggest right. thing you know it's not being understood and feeling a little bit like people are going oh he's got a few funny quirks hasn't he you know things like that and that's the biggest sort of issues i think in in the workplace with that um but then you've then you've got, you know, lower down, lower down from that, people that aren't verbal. So by by doing exercise and, and certainly things like my wife certainly is great with this, crossing the body and things like that, firing the different neurons in the brain, um, and just getting them to to verbalize anything, you know, like Noah, bless him, he said he said a few things recently, isn't he? Yeah, he has. So that is a big challenge for kids that are are less capable than Charlie and who aren't verbal. It's just getting them to a, to a point where they can verbalise and, and convey some kind of feelings or emotions as well sometimes, you know? Oh, that's so they're fantastic. the biggest challenges. It's fantastic. But I think, you know, I hear a lot, like Google and, and big banks and people like that are, are, are actively seeking autistic employees because 
they sit, you'll, they'll sit at their desk. They're very thorough, very good at routine, very good with numbers on the whole, aren't you, Charlie Bear? Yeah. You love your maths. That's me at school. <laughs> yeah. So, so you do see that, you know, and, and who knows what jobs are going to be out there in 10, 15 years that might cater to these kids in media or, you know, anywhere in a, in a number environment <laughs> with rep- repetition would be great yeah. for you, wouldn't it? It would be great. Yeah, it will, it will just... I feel like if we have a bit more of a varied... Um, I'm just What I'm trying to say is we need jobs. I mean, yeah, that's right. Like, people always focus on doing what they have to do. But I feel like, like the, the kids in this generation are really, really intelligent. And we found that out for the, when, in the past few years. That if you tell an autistic kid something, and if they do it like 10, 15 times, they will just completely be incredible at it. And that is why it just, yeah. Just a lot the, of muscle memory. Yeah, just the muscle memory. Well, one other thing that just came to my mind was the interview process, Nick. That's always a barrier. Um, oh, right. Because what, right. You'll, what you'll find with, with autistic people and teenagers and whatever, lack of eye contact is, is a big thing. You know, and if you're a prospective employer, having someone in front of you that's not making any eye contact and struggling to gain the confidence to verbalise what they want to say without knowing their background, instantly you're going to go, no thanks. Do you know what I mean? So so that's a, that's a big part of that is, is just getting them ready for the interview process. Well, and if we, if we can have a, a ready-made position for these kids, amazing. We've done our job. That's fantastic. Let's talk about the community that you guys are building, right? Because it's it's more than a it's more than a football team. Although, go yeah. win all your matches, obviously you finish top of the table, do do your thing, right? Um, yeah. This is obviously bigger than football. Uh, talk about kind of what you hope to foster within Autistic FC and, and kind of community building writ large, because I think there it probably. I would guess warms the heart of of any parent who's going to bring their child to to be a part of the of the organization here. Like, how, how has that gone to this point, and what are you guys hoping to build with it? Wow. So yeah, I mean, without even realizing it, we we created or have created with Charlie's dream a massive community now of, of parents at all different stages of diagnosis as well. Some that have just been diagnosed, some that haven't. And so every Sunday we've just got loads of parents all chatting, and and I'm a big I'm a big advocate of people talking. It's the best way to to solve things, to convey things, whatever. So the mums and dads are so sold on this. Like we we got a donation a few weeks ago to kit all the kids out, but we didn't just kit the kids out. We kitted all the dads out. Any mums that want a shirt as well. So so all the mums and dads are coming to the game. Or coming to training now with in their like, autistic FC shirts, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, <laughs> which is mad. We're going. Awesome. We're literally going to go from like plain things to zigzaggy background Chelsea kids. That's what, yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> that's what we want, <laughs> and that's and that's great. I mean, we we I, I take out the dads as well. The dads, you know what it's like. Men don't talk, and I think when you when you're going through diagnosis, sometimes it can be a lonely place for these parents. You don't know anyone else with uh, any kids with additional needs. You don't have any friends in that situation. So I say to all the dads, we've got a dad's group on there and we just say, right, 15th of next month, we're going out for a curry. And, and the guys have a few years and they're not opening up and talking. And it's brilliant. And it just brings them together. The mums all chat. 
And then every Sunday, they're all chatting about different appointments or stages of where, where they're at and sharing wins for these kids. You know, most weeks, either myself, the coaches or one of the parents has a little cry because something incredible just happened. <laughs> that happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it does happen quite a lot. Like the first two years, like when like more AFC was getting more famous, I should say. Um everyone was like, oh my god, this is absolutely incredible. And I just felt like this is actually happening. The first year I was like, and this we'll might see where it goes. we'll see where it goes. Yeah. This might only this might go up either downhill or uphill. It went uphill, yeah. right? And just I felt like AFC just became like a football team. It became and, a bit of a monster, didn't it, Charlie? You're yeah. so right. And and that's what's great about the parents, because the parents are brilliant. They bring their kids every week. Some of the kids sometimes might not want to do it, but they come here, we all talk, we all get on. And every Sunday, I promise you, it is just like that the loveliest atmosphere. And you just leave feeling 10 feet tall, didn't you, usually? Yeah. So, yeah. What is the... What's the best thing you've learned throughout this process, Charlie? It's what what I've learned is um, before I learned this, I was like, I want to see what autistic kids are like because when I was nine, I like when I was like seven, I found out I was autistic because I had no idea before. Well, we we talked it through yeah. with you, didn't we? But we knew when you were a lot younger, but we we talked it through with you. Yeah, just because that's. And that's a really key point. Sorry to cut in, in Charlie. Yeah, that's fine. But, you know, you carry on. Um, Sorry, mate. So then when I was nine, I was like, if I'm autistic, why can't I see what other people are? So what I've learned is autistic people have talent. And I, like, I I can't believe it took me about 11 years to figure that out. But it just made me feel like, oh, my God, this is... My, it's like I'll always say this, but my religion is talented. It's varied. It's I you just, call AFC your religion, don't you? Yeah, and I just I've just loved it since I got told. It's just been my passion. And also, what have you learned? Do you think you've learned that you can hit a ball like Beckham? Yeah, I can. I've also learned that I can um, strike a shot ball, a shot power of Harland, and hit and hit a ball like Beckham. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the coaches have taken some of Charlie's free kicks square in the cross. Oh, oh. We have one right next. <laughs> yeah, he's made a few coaches pretty much cry, and, that, and that's what was amazing with Charlie's brain because the way it works, it, I fed him on Beckham videos. I love Beckham. I just fed him on it, and now when he hits a ball, he it's looks like, like Beckham. It's, it's bonkers. Like, it's like I'm like, and I just like I'm gonna score this. Yeah, Bang! that's why we're getting your Mohegan tomorrow. Oh come on. <laughs> Hey guys, this fantastic episode is not over. You're just hearing from Editor Jake because there's not quite a natural mid-roll transition. So we're going to jump to some ads really quick. They help us keep the show going. They help us create more awesome content like this, uplifting other beautiful people in our space. So thank you to them. We'll be right back. All right, our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because, well... It's hard to get a lot of micronutrients in. You know, we're all focused on our macros with protein, carbs, and, and fat. And now we got to add the micronutrients from fruits and vegetables. It's just hard to eat that many servings a day. So uh, I started doing it just to make my life a lot more efficient. I'm getting better gut health and a more 
a durable resistant immune system. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. Again, I do it, it's easy, it's fast, it's quick. Uh, I throw up my shaker usually on my way home from work, drink it, it, it goes down quickly. Uh, and like I said, you get six servings of vegetables a day very easily. Uh, but hey, don't listen to me. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and is trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your gut health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to say, give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, Charlie, you you are a you are a self proclaimed Chelsea fan. Um, so we're yes, gonna I'm we're gonna we're going we're going in on Chelsea here. Uh, how many matches have you been to at the Bridge? Um, so I think I've lost count. Um, so I've been I went my first match was the Chelsea it was Chelsea versus Grimsby in the Carabao Cup, and we my favorite player at the time was. Boston. We were no, at that no game. way, were you? Yeah, yeah, we were really? actually at that game. Wow. Yeah. Um, 2019. And my favorite player at the time, it switched quite a bit now, but it was Ross Barkley, and I completely forgot why. But he was the first one that scored, and it was 7 1. You were buzzing, weren't you? Yeah. And then the second game I went to, because 2019 20, me and Dad were like, oh my God, we're going to go blast out this year. We're going to go to so many football matches. Lockdown. Um, then the next year, we went to. I don't think we went to any football matches again, but then 2021-22 changed. It changed me. So we went to the Aston Villa game in the Car- Chelsea Aston Villa at the Bridge in the Carabao Cup. Um, we won on penalties. Awesome. Then we went to the Chelsea Tottenham game at the Bridge, which was the two nil. It was the ZH goal Ooh. where it just went pin left corner. That was so sick. Um, it was. It was one of the best games I've ever seen. And then we went to the Chelsea Malmo game, which was 4-0 in the Champions League group stage. Then we went to the Chelsea Norwich game, which was 7-0. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> and Charlie loves the goal as well, so it that's was... like his dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the third... It, actually, no, it's the third... No, it's tied fifth biggest scoreline in, in um, Chelsea's history. And then we went to Chelsea Juventus game, in the Champions oh. League, which was 4 0. It's, it's the best um, we played last game. season. It's the best and we then, played. Yeah, it was. Trust me. Um, then we went to the Chelsea Liverpool game at the bridge where obviously scored the goal of the season. Oh, he actually won the goal of the season as well. Premier League goal of the season. Um, then we went to the Carabao Cup final, which we lost, which was oh, um, very yep. sad. <laughs> And we also went to Newcastle. Newcastle, which 
um, we at the time, because it was when we got sanctioned, um, we thought that would have been the last game we saw on the bridge because, like, I was thinking, oh, my God, we might not get another owner by the next season. We might get banned. But then we got another owner. Then we also went to the Chelsea Crystal Palace game in the FA Cup. Oh, man. Um, so you're definitely into double figures. Yeah. We've got to be around the 15 there was, mark. There is more. I feel like there is more. Um, we went to... Oh, Chelsea Plymouth oh, that's in the it. FA Cup. That's it. <laughs> Which was the most embarrassing game I've ever seen from Chelsea. That was a it tough was, watch. It was it, terrible. It was so bad. It, it um, truly was. <laughs> yep. That then, was an emotional roller coaster for you, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> it was an emotional roller coaster. And I think that's all the games that I've been to at the bridge. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so every time you go, bar Plymouth, you see goals. Like, that's... Yes. Yes, I feel like I've got a combined of like over 40 goals. You see goals time. and wins. <laughs> yes, I've seen two seven goals, two four goals, yeah. um, two, two three, two two nils, um, and a load of other like two, two goals, three goals. It's, more, it's normally three to two goals. Oh, Chelsea Lille. Chelsea Lille. Chelsea Lille as well. We won that game 2-1. Do you see what I mean about his memory? It's unreal. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, well, we found the answer to our scoring problems. We just need Charlie at every game that that's yep. at home and away. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll start converting chances if Charlie's in the stands. That would be really yep. helpful. <laughs> Who's your favorite player on the team right now, Charlie? Okay. So it's right now, I have three players in mind. Okay. I was going to say Rudiger, but he left. Mm. But Thiago Silva has been my favourite player since the start of the season. Kai Havertz. Okay. And Mason Mount. Of course. Come on. Come on. Mason's Mason's Um, great. Yeah, Mason Mount is... With since he joined Chelsea, I was like, "Oh my god, he's an absolute beast!" And everyone was like, "Are you, are you crazy? Are you crazy?" And then, it, and then he just kept on scoring. He beefed goals. up as well, didn't he? He beefed up and yeah, he just came out the next season like bosh, stronger. Like bang! You love him, didn't you? Yeah, he just he's, I call him the long shot king. Yeah, what's your yeah one hundred percent yeah. What's your favorite goal in in your time watching Chelsea? Oh. oh, I got him. <laughs> it's, Ivan, it's Ivan a Kovacic goal. Oof. ZH the ZH goal. goal. The ZH goal. Or this little goal. Um, it was by Reese James against Juventus. The little cross in, and it was like a really tight angle, and he scored through the creepy's legs. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you saw and it was two. like he scored two. He scored two goals. He got a goal and assist like four minutes, which was I was going absolutely crazy yeah. as hell. Yeah, that was bananas. It was one of the fuck. Juventus, Tottenham, Norwich, I and Liverpool are the four are the best games that I've ever been to, by far. Uh, well, that yeah, you <laughs> saw you saw four of our best performances last year. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty impressive. Um 
what else? What else do you guys want to talk about in in terms of autistic FC? We'll we'll get to the calls to action here in a second, but I just want to kind of open up the floor to to any other things that I haven't asked or that you guys want to communicate about the club or about the structure that you have or anything. Yeah, I think I think if we could just use this this to say a massive thank you to well, firstly for Charlie for coming up with this because amazing what yeah. an amazing <laughs> thing that you've come up with um it, it tells you that autistic brains can come up with absolutely incredible solutions. awesome stuff elon musk autistic came up with spacex steve jobs came up with apple absolute probably one of the biggest brands now yeah but i just want to say a big thank you really like obviously charlie's come up with this amazing idea but Behind the scenes, there's a lot going on. Like, you know, John looks after all our media stuff. My wife does a lot of media stuff and a lot of talking to the parents and helping them. Jane, my wife's a great listener, so she she listens to a lot of these parents. All the coaches that give up their time and, and the parents as well for, for bringing their kids because this club wouldn't be anywhere. It'd just be me and Charlie yeah, without, without bringing their kids along. And we're forever grateful for that. And we're forever grateful for people giving their time to us to make this something hopefully that's that's special and and means something to people do you know what i mean yeah it's like i feel like we won lottery <laughs> like yeah, just minus you, the money. you're either you're either, <laughs> it's either <laughs> um it's literally i thought it's either going to go absolutely incredible or it's just going to be super bad no one's yeah. going to come but like like we always say to charlie and charlie's a very passionate young man and i think if you've got that passion and drive something sick is going to happen and it yeah. has so so that's really what we wanted to, to add is just anyone that's listening that, that hopefully be a lot of our parents and coaches and stuff thank you from the bottom of our heart you know we love everyone coming we love the the atmosphere we're creating and love all the kids because the kids are amazing you know every week they're amazing so yeah we absolutely i i thought i've loved the kids um especially this boy, his name, his name is Thomas. And he was, when we sent out a video about Autistic FC, he was the first one to reply. And he's been here since day one yeah. and hasn't quit. He's, he's, we got a few like we that. Just want, I just wanted to shout out Thomas because he's incredible to join us. Uh, and little Jack, little Jack's been there yeah. since day one. You know, we're lucky. We've got some really, yeah. really good Talented players. and really kind and special players, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to close this one out uh, by talking about how our listeners can help and, and anyone who kind of comes across the episode can can help. Um, there are kind of four main categories. If, if you're like, man, this sounds like the best project in the world. I want to help. Uh, you guys are clearly based in the UK. Um, and so... When, when you talk about uh, how volunteers can contribute to the organization, what does that look like uh, for someone who's in the UK and who would want to volunteer? So so what, what we ask is we, we have a lot of parents that help dads. They love it. Dad's getting involved. So if anyone that wants to come along and help coach these kids and, or help do anything, you know, hand out water, whatever you want to do, you want to be a part of it, come along, speak to me, Jane, John, whoever, Charlie. Yeah. And let's get you involved. The, the more people we have to support the kids, the better. We've been really fortunate with some really generous donations from, from local businesses that really want to help and bought by us kit. Tesco, big superstore over here, 
asked us to open their new flagship store in Brentwood in Essex, which was pretty sick. Yeah, right? can I also barge in? Please. We, we um we have a YouTube channel and we have posted um a bit of content over there. So if you just go check it out, you can see how we deal with things. We've also changed. And what do they all need to do? We need to like and subscribe. There you go. <laughs> Smash that that's subscribe that's button. Big one for Charlie yes. is just getting that YouTube channel out there. We want yep. so many people to see what we're doing. We also trained at Southend recently, and that if Go you on. can t- you can tell if it's good because it already has 150 views. Yeah, I actually checked it out. It has 150, which see. is bonkers. So if anyone wants to help in the US, like, share, subscribe to our to our channel. That'd be massive. But in the UK, any local businesses want to get involved, help us out, build us a stadium. Some offices, you know. Yeah. Small things like is. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but any, but any, no any little financial donations are, are welcome, obviously. But times are hard. We can't always keep asking for money. So time, you know, your time is as as, as valuable as that. So if if there are people who wanted to donate money, how would they do that? Hit us up on on Instagram. Um, uh, uh, autistic underscore FC. Send me a, send us a DM. We can hook you up with that. Thank you. You know, we've got our own AFC account. We can we can link and send you the details. Perfect. Okay. Um, and that is Instagram forward slash autistic underscore FC. Search for autistic uh, FC on YouTube. And then the website is? Is the, uh, the hyphen happy hyphen hub dot com. And this is kind of where your broader programming lives beyond just autistic episodes. yeah so so my wife my wife and i run a couple of different things jane looks after a lot more of the dancing um and the happy hub is a place for kids with additional needs to go play with other kids with additional needs and we look after the football so we all come under what we call the kaleidoscope group um under all that brilliant and uh, and where would you know if, if we catch some parents in the uk who are like wow i'd, I'd love to bring my my child out to, to join the team. How does one sign up uh, to, to join Autistic FC? Again, send, send me an email. Um, send me a, a direct message on Instagram. My number's on the website. And just come along. We're at Long Riding's Primary School in Hicks. Uh, Hutton, we're there every Sunday morning, 9.30. Even when the rain's going sideways and it's freezing cold, we're there, aren't we? We are there. Yeah, boy. Um, so, yeah, direct message me. We'll get you involved. Well, that, there's a lot of different ways you can contribute. If you're in the States and uh, you're not able to to make it over the training ground on a week-to-week basis, obviously go share any of the content. Go donate if, if you're able. Uh, if you are in the UK, of course, you can sign up to volunteer and maybe maybe bring your child up for, uh, for, for some fun. So, look, guys, I really appreciate your time. This has been fantastic to kind of see the uh, the core infrastructure of a really unique uh and and great footballing experience um for for everyone and uh i guess any final words uh for our audience as as we depart hashtag football for all (laughs) um and also i just i just want to thank thank um london is blue podcast because if i just want AFC to bring light to England and maybe now that we've done this I heard I heard um the London is Blue podcast 
now I think, why don't we do it in the States? And then we can share it global. So I just wanted to um, thank you for giving your time and letting us speak about our club that we've yeah, been thanks, for Nick. years. Charlie, you worded that beautifully, mate. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Nick. I'm really, really grateful. So thank you. And really well done you. That was pretty yeah. brilliantly. All right. Well, everyone knows uh, where to find these guys. Uh, so uh, go to uh, the-happy-hub.com. Go to YouTube and search Autistic FC. Go to Instagram and uh, it's Instagram forward slash autistic underscore FC um, and then links to donate and all that kind of stuff can be done via DMs. Uh, love having you guys. It's fantastic. And until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. Huh?